Hello, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. I'm really excited about having you as a guest. It has been a real pleasure having such an amazing conversations with you. Could you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background story, your struggles when you were starting your own business. And of course, tell us more about your business because you have created one of the most interesting apps I have ever seen. Oh, thank you. No, thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, so I'm Rebecca Rabbit. I'm a, I'm the CEO and founder of Our Reflections, a virtual clothes fitting room app. Um, I'm 20 years old and I'm from Southampton in the UK and England. Um, I first started Our Reflections back when I was, I first came up with the idea back when I was 18 years old um, in August 2019. I'd order loads of clothes online and when I they never really fitted I always found that I was returning at least half of the order and they never suited my body shape size and skin tone I looked they looked just they basically looked better on the model than they did me and I was thinking I'm ordering these clothes because I like the look of them on the model and then when I'd get them I was disappointed when they didn't look as good on me as on the model and I didn't like them on me but I loved them on the model and so it actually, the final straw for me was, I had, had had this problem for a while, but the final straw was I went on holiday in August 2019. And I just found that when I was on holiday, I ordered loads of clothes to take away with me. And I had, again, I had to return over half of them because they either didn't suit me. They didn't... But I just found, I was really disappointed because I'd packed those clothes and I knew which days I was going to wear what you know they were my clothes for the holiday essentially um so as you can imagine I was disappointed um but that was when I was I was just venting to my dad one day just around the pool and I just said wouldn't it be great if there was a website or an app where I could try on the clothes that I wanted that before buying them online um and that was kind of the idea how it came to me and I was just you know and I was just speaking to my dad about it and he said well you know I've never heard of it have you ever heard of it and I said no no I've never heard of it so I started to research and that is when I found that there wasn't any out there that allowed you to personally be the model and try on clothes online Um, obviously the physical fitting rooms in stores are so popular for um, customers you know you can dry on clothes before you buy them so then you don't have to return them but obviously that solves returns in stores but it doesn't actually solve returns online um, because people are you ordering loads of clothes trying them on in their bedroom using their bedrooms as a fitting room and then returning the ones that they don't want and when I was actually researching the app um, I found quite a lot of like environmental um, returns and issues that returns were causing for the environment in the fashion industry and I just I didn't know and I don't think many people know before obviously um, uh, obviously ordering clothes online that one in three items brought online from retailers are returned if you think how many items of clothing you you know you buy online a year or a month you know one in three are returned but nobody know I don't think it's I don't think many people are aware of what happens to those returns which then causes a negative impact on the environment so when I was looking into it all it wasn't just I was trying to solve a personal problem that I was having and thousands of other people were having but also this environmental issue as well uh, which I think is so key and important because you know it's 
in a world where we are today and i think the pandemic if anything has told us that we need to look after our planet um and i think it fits in really nicely with the whole concept of the app as well um, so that's kind of our reflections as a whole. Um, so it allows, it's a virtual clothes fitting room app. It allows the users to be the model by either uploading a face or full body photo. And you can upload clothes into the app either via taking a photo on your camera roll or via um, saving them to your camera roll, saving images to your camera roll and uploading them into that way, into the app that way. We also have a um, preloaded clothing section where I partner with clothing brands and I give brands the opportunity to download their clothing onto my app. Um, I think it's a great way, again, to promote small businesses, but also medium and large businesses. Um, so that's kind of like the whole virtual clothes fitting room app and how the idea came about in like a short summary. Oh, that's really interesting because when you were talking about that and idea behind in store, you can try clothes before buying yeah. them. But what happened is that COVID has changed everything. So yeah. what was the impact of COVID on your business? Well, obviously, because I had the idea in 2019 and our reflections actually took a year to build um, before it actually launched. So our COVID started halfway through the, the development of our reflections. So obviously in the UK, we shut down and we had, um, I think it was about four, four month lockdown um, where shops were shut and shops stayed shut for an additional month after that. So about five months. So three months prior to the launch, um, shops then reopened. So actually, I think, and but then clothes, uh, clothes shops were opened. However, the fitting rooms were shut. So obviously, that was a great thing because, from obviously my business, because people were using my app or are using my app to try on the clothes that they like before purchasing them because they weren't even able to try on clothes they liked in store. Um, so it was really good in that respect. Um, to gain more downloads and more customers and users. However, it was a COVID did impact my business because where I'm quite young, I think it would have been great for me to have the chance to meet and talk to other entrepreneurs, but also older, younger business people, people in my position as well, um, and to network with them and bounce ideas off of and things like that to provide each other with tips. I think that would have been amazing. However, obviously with COVID, that's majorly restricted because obviously networking events you can't go to, they're all online. And I, I just don't think it's the same. I, you know, I don't know anyone else that's in my position. I'm not close with anyone else that's in my position because I haven't had the chance to meet anyone. So I think that's kind of been a disadvantage of COVID because you haven't been able to mix and um, talk to people normally. I, it's all via Zoom and things. So it's all very strange in that side, sort of sense. Yeah, it, it makes it makes absolutely more sense to me because the thing with COVID is, with COVID is that it changed the whole game and yeah, you like you are one click away from people to connect with them and sometimes it feels weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the, the the most interesting part about it, but. From my point of view, it is really interesting because, for instance, like before COVID, if you wanted to network, you like how many people can you see in one day? It would take you like five or six people to see per day. But with COVID and Zoom, you can see more people. You can connect, connect with more people. And 
from my perspective, it could be really an interesting opportunity. Yes, definitely. No, and I, yeah, I do understand. And I think Zoom is great. And we've been so lucky to have Zoom, FaceTime, um, Google Meets and everything like that. I think it's great to meet people that way. But I guess we're not used to it. Um, I guess we're getting used to it now. But for me, I'd rather go and meet someone and have a chat to them and get to know their personality. Because although you're on Zoom, I don't think you fully understand and vibe with someone until you meet them in person. It's just a personal preference for me, I, per I personally think. Absolutely, and I agree with you because I, I always say that there is no, nothing better than a human connection face-to-face. -face. Yes. That's really priceless. Yeah, 100%. And I think before COVID, we obviously took that for granted. Um, so I just hope in the f going forward um, and hopefully with the easing of lockdowns and things, we are able to get back out there and connect with people in real life. Um, so, yeah, that's my one wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rebecca, when you were starting, what was your biggest struggle? Like Where that was, was the most painful problem that you had when you were starting your business? I think... The main, oh, that's a really hard question. I think the main struggle was obviously finding connections, making the contacts um, to retailers, to brands, to users, how to get the message out about my business. I think because where I am quite young, I'm only, I'm only 20. I was not even 20 when the app launched. It was just before my 20th birthday when the app launched back in September 2020. Um, I think what I struggled was because I was fresh out of college, I obviously hadn't been in a career um, I'd never really I'd never really had much work experience in the professional kind of world. I'd had part-time jobs and stuff, but nothing like in the retail um, industry or anything like that. So I had no contacts. And the hardest thing was for me was learning how to make contacts professionally and how to maintain those contacts, um, which I found quite hard at the beginning because everybody was saying to me, you know, you've got to make contacts. But nobody really told you how to make the contacts, which, again, I think, you know, all the contacts that I have made to this day, I have gone out and got myself, which I can say quite proudly. That's quite an achievement for me um, personally to be able to say this is how I've got this far because I've made my own contacts. But I think it would have been a lot easier to have a few contacts if I'd had pre if I was a bit older and I'd had a few extra you know, years in a career and being able to build those, you know, contacts that I needed. But then again, I don't know if I wish I was older because obviously I think my my age is a huge advantage in some ways. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Well, I mean, I know the feeling because when I was starting my own business, I didn't have any contacts and it was absolutely horrible. Like, honestly, yeah. it was, oh, my goodness. Like, especially, like, when you are good and you don't have any contacts, that's the worst thing that could happen to you. Yeah, because you have a, like, for me, I have a service that I'm trying to get out there. Um, and obviously, I'm not a big tech company. I am a one-person business. But also, I'm, I'm a female in the tech, in tech industry, and there's not many of us at all. Um, there's on a, I think there's something like 88% 80, of 
tech companies have male CEO or founders. You know, there's not many at all that are female or let alone from other religions or anything like that. So I think again we're kind of at a disadvantage as well as being young you don't have many contacts you're creating all your contacts which obviously takes time it doesn't happen overnight so again it's that bit extra harder as well yeah and right now i have a silly question how to <laughs> make contacts well that yeah i would to be honest it's a very good question because it's something that i wish that i would have known um back when i started but I tell you, first of all, how I learned to make contacts. I watched a lot of business webinars. Um, if you don't know how to make contacts, I would seriously recommend or you're new to business, you're a startup. I would definitely recommend business webinars and podcasts. Listen to people's podcasts. They are so informative. Um, so that's kind of how I learned to make contacts um, and the methods behind it. But I would just say LinkedIn is a great, great um, networking site. Facebook groups, business groups and Facebook are amazing. I found them so helpful. I met so many different wonderful people. But also they do um, on these like business webinars, they also have um, business networking events. And I'm actually going to a networking event. I think it's next Monday um, in a local town near me. And it's great to, you know, sign up to these events and to meet new people. I think that I always used to think for business, you have to be formal when making um, connections and contacts, but actually an informal approach, not like, hey, but, you know, hi, and then the name, how are you, hope you're well, things like that. People prefer a more friendlier approach for the first kind of message. Um, friendly but short is my advice, um, because I find that I get a lot more responses when it's friendly and then the message starts with hi rather than dear sir or something like that. Um, hi and then their name it just gently eases into conversation I find that that's worked best for my business and keep it nice and short like hi the person's name how are you or I hope you're well Ho hope you had a good weekend and something like that you know because nobody like you've got to remember that the person on the other end of your message or your email is also human and not a robot so they're more likely to engage with your email message whatever if you put hi and then their name make it more personalized just think if you were receiving a message how would you like to receive it whereas I think when you're starting out I think everyone gets and I, I know I did I got lost I got lost in the fact of trying to be professional dear sir dear madam things like that when actually you've got to step back and remind yourself that these are also people just like you who are going to read this message 100% I agree with you because I mean we have this fantasy that we are getting in touch with aliens so we always try to complicate stuff instead of yeah. keeping in mind that we are humans and we are connecting with other humans so if we understand the human basics we have to keep it simple oh 100% yes definitely so Rebecca I have a serious question for you how yeah. did you get your first client? Because right now I'm curious about this. So my first client was a local company. It was a local clothing brand um, called Bells and Whistles. And I actually, um, so prior to obviously me launching my clothing brand, 
I had got in contact with, um, I think it was BBC South Today, and I did a little like interview for them. And um, BBC South News came and did a little like video shoot and things, um, which then got put onto the BBC News website. And I actually got an email from one of the, so I obviously did all the pressings, set up all the pressings when I first launched. I actually got an email about a month later from a lady, um, Called Andrea from Bells and Whistles, and she said to me, "Loved your app. Um, I would love to, you know, get a connection, and then hopefully in the future, um, launch their clothes onto my app, which is what we did. We had a part. We do have a partnership, which is fantastic. But I kind of, it was weird because the it didn't fall into place. But I had to do the work for the press to be able to get my app out there, and then I made the connection with her. We spoke. Um, and then obviously we I created a professional obviously partnership with her and her clothing brand. That's really fantastic. And how did you feel about it? Like when did that happen? Like how were you feeling about yourself? I think it was a it was a big obviously milestone your first cu customer or client sorry I should say your first client I think it's always going to be a big thing um I was really really happy and I was just so excited and I think it definitely does make you look back and think you know wow like this is what I've done and I do wish earlier on I did kind of do that more because I was so focused and determined on achieving the next thing that I never actually once I achieved something I'd move straight back on I never actually sat back and reflected on what I you know how, how far I did or the that achievement for example and um, but I was really really happy with that and it's it's led to great things you know I've created other business partnerships with several other clothing brands um, and again I've reached out to them via email or instagram and things like that i think it's it's just a great way um to obviously make connections but i was really 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 happy about that i couldn't you know it was, it was the first one of the big milestones within my business and i think it will be for everyone you know getting their first client the big thing yeah, yeah absolutely and right now i want to know what was your exact reaction when you did read that email I was, I was a bit in shock. I was like, oh my word, I've actually done it, you know. I've actually, you know, secured my first client. I was so over the moon. I was, you know, I never, I guess with running your own business, you know, you doubt yourself a lot. But I think I was in a place where I was doubting myself. Oh, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing this right? You know, is this working? Can I be doing something better? And I think that little extra good news was a kind of a, a push at the time you know to step back and think you're actually doing well you've achieved your first client it's a massive thing um and enjoy the moment you know and yeah I was just so so relieved and so excited and I just it was almost like I couldn't believe it yeah I know the feeling and you know right now I would love to hear more about self-doubt because i mean business is tough and oh, yeah. the journey of business is one of the toughest journeys in life ever so yeah. having self-doubt is absolutely the norm so could you tell yeah. us more about it 
Yeah, 100%. And I think the for me, I found the hardest thing was because before I launched my app, you know, when I was creating my business plan and things like that, I thought, right, brilliant, I have the app, uh, you know, it will get a hundred, uh, a thousand, a thousand downloads on the first week, you know, 10,000 within the first two months, things like that. And I think you set yourself so high goals that actually when you come to meet the, when you come, when obviously the deadline comes and you don't meet these goals, are you, you know, you get disappointed. And I think I was naive going into, going into this whole thing. And I thought that it would be a lot easier than it was. Um, and I don't regret the journey that I've been on because for me personally, even when I was younger, I never used to stick at anything. Um, you know, I'd go through every sport known to man, you know, and I'd never stick at anything. And I think my business and my swimming, which I used to compete um, competitively when I was younger, those are the only two things that I've ever stuck at. And I think it's because I know that this is what I want to do. However, because I want this so much and because I want to make a name for myself, I want to be successful and I have put all this pressure on myself. And then when things don't go right and you have a bad day or a bad week, your self-doubt does start creeping in. You know, nobody, no matter what anyone says, you're always going to have good days and you're always going to have bad days in business. There is not one person on this world, I imagine, that has had never had a bad day or never had a down day in business like never you know I have never experienced feelings like this before starting my business I've never experienced you know self-doubt in my abilities for example like I never thought I would be sat here thinking am I doing this right you know it's almost like questioning yourself you question every single little thing that you do because you know how hard you want it to work out and I think that is almost like you beat yourself up and you just think you know this is what I want why is it not working and things like that and then you have a really good week and then you won't have a really good week and it's just you know it's really hard to try and differentiate the good and the bad days yeah you know this is really interesting because a lot of people think that business you only have good days yeah. and the truth is we really have some bad days and i'm yeah. interested in, in in the bad days because i know we all have the worst moment in our business journey so right now i'm really interested into learning more about your worst moment in business that you truly hated? Yeah, I think the worst thing for me personally was back in, I think it was October time um, when, oh, when I used to, I got into a week where um, I think also, also, sorry, I was struggled to adapt to business life. I thought that I'd work. Well, I was still working from seven o'clock. You get up at six, start work at seven all the way through to 11. And that would be it Monday to Friday. And I did it for about two weeks. And I actually was close to burning myself out. Um, I wasn't eating properly, you know, properly. I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, and I just remember thinking I'm so 
not ill in that respect, but I felt really run down. I got ill um, with, a, you know, cold symptoms and things like that. And obviously it wasn't coronavirus, but I just thought to myself, what am I doing? You know, and I actually broke down to my mum and I just said to her, like, you know, I'm doing everything possible that I possibly can. I'm working all these late hours. I'm and nothing seems to be working like what am I doing wrong which obviously then led back to the self-doubt because I remember my life pre-covid and when I left college at night at the age of 18 I I remember my life so clearly you know I used to go out for lunch with friends I used to go out drinking with friends I used to go out partying with friends spend time with family go out for lunch dinner drinks whatever you know I used to be a, pretty much a free spirit and then COVID hit, and then next thing I know, my business launched, and my life from being a free spirit to doing whatever I liked with my part, obviously I had a part-time job at the time, you know, I was so free to then in sept- September 2020 to go from that, then to obviously working seven till 11. It was like, it, it changed, my life changed so quickly. Again, I'd never, never, never change it for the world. I really wouldn't, because this is what I want to do. But it's just crazy how my life turned so quickly. And I think in the early stages, and like I was saying, in the October kind of like burnout sort of thing, mini burnout, I I struggled a lot because I looked back and I reflected back on my life and how my life changed so much. And I actually kind of sometimes some days I did wish that I had my old life back. But then I remembered and I reminded myself of why I do this. And I know that this is the future that I want want. And I know this is the future that I am aiming to get to. And I know that I want to create a name for myself and I'm successful. But I never understood how hard it would be. And I think that was my mini the mini like kind of breakdown was that hard hardest point for me back in October 2020. Yeah, I mean, it must be like this is one of the toughest moments and it is obvious that we could feel insecure about ourselves during such dark times. So during these times, how did you build your self-confidence and got back in track? Yeah, yeah, please go ahead. Please go ahead. I think it's hard because obviously like for me personally opening up on how I feel was hard back then it it was hard you know I only really used to tell my mum and again like I still didn't like talking about my emotions I don't necessarily now but I know that in order to move on and in order to develop and learn from previous you know experiences you've got to Um, and I just think you know the one thing that coped with me and is why I went back to doing my old part-time job you know a few hours a week was my swim teaching because it gave me the you know it, it made me leave the house it made me go out and do something different for a few hours a couple of nights a week you know it wasn't it was only in the evenings and I used you know I, I go and it takes my mind off things I see my friends and it's a good way of socializing but I can also work seven till three on my business go and do my part-time job then I'd come home about six have dinner and could work on my business on that you know at the end of the day as well and I think for me that 
has worked so much better because although if I was having a bad day I knew that I could either go to work or you know at my part-time job or I could go to the gym I could go for a swim I could go out with friends you know and that was kind of my stress reliever and I think everybody needs one and I think from like around October November time I didn't have that again we were in another national lockdown so I didn't actually leave my house I was at home working seven till eleven you know obviously I had breaks in between and things but it was long days and I think back in October time as well that was when I was like at my lowest but I really used and utilized my part-time job to get me out of the house and I just think for anyone who's experienced any of this or has done it previous and they're going back through it you know force yourself to get out of the house and do something where you're socializing with other people yeah I, I get you I get you and if you could say what was the one most important lesson that you have learned from that time the one most important lesson I've learned is not to be too hard on yourself. I'm still learning how to not be too hard on myself at the moment. But, you know, I think it's so important because if you're hard, and one thing I did learn and I did learn the hard way is if you're too hard on yourself, then you're only going to put negative thoughts in yourself. You're only going to have a negative mindset. Whereas I'm not, I'm not ever saying don't aim big, but, you know, you've got to... <sighs> It's hard, isn't it? Because obviously you want to be successful and everything, but it's just it's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah, think you is. ever realise how hard it is. And yeah, especially just... you know, what makes it more challenging is when you put deadlines. That makes yeah. it the worst because if you don't achieve the goal by the deadline that excitement that anticipation for the goal it turns out to be really negative and that destroys your energy your vibes and you are no longer excited for your goal and that's the most dangerous thing about goals and especially yeah. when you are when you are you set them with deadlines yeah and I think you know if you set unrealistic goals you're you're only gonna put yourself down you're only gonna increase your self-doubt increase your you know your mental state as well like and I think it's it's a hard one because you know you should set goals and everything and in order to move forward but you can't be setting unrealistic goals because like I did, because it only gets you down, you know, you'll only struggle and it will get yourself down. And I have learned if you stay positive and you have a positive mindset, it, you will go a lot further. Absolutely. It, it's like drinking poison and expecting others to die from it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. So speaking of learning, I mean, learning is part of the journey. What yeah. role plays learning for you in your business journey? I mean, either books, podcasts, webinars, seminars, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think um, podcasts, webinars, um, haven't actually read any books. I've mainly downloaded a few PDF files from online um, and networking events. They've really actually quite helped um, because obviously, I'm, like I said earlier, I hadn't actually been able to meet many people um due to obviously 
COVID and things. So these um, business webinars have been great to listen to people or experts who have been through it all before, their stories, their tips, hints, advice to you, because you can utilize that information and put it in your own business um, and make it work for you. I think they've been brilliant, but also I don't think it's the main thing for me is my personal development. I sit back, if I'm sitting back today and I look how far I've come, you know, I've been on local press, I've been on national press, um, I've done loads of podcasts, I'm, I'm applying to be a TED fellow, applica applicant, you know, it's just crazy how much I've personally developed and how I've developed as as a person and as a human, my confidence and everything. And I think you don't actually realise how much you develop and how much you change for the better until you're six months in and you actually take a step back and think, wow, like, you know, how much I have changed. You know, before all of this, I would never have imagined that I would have been on BBC News or that I'd be speaking to you today. You know, I never knew this whole different side of business. And I, I never knew, you know, that half of these things existed, you know. I didn't, I didn't used to like public speaking, it wasn't for me. But again, with my business, I knew I had to in order to increase my reach and in order to increase my brand recognition um, and to tell my story. And I think it's great. And I'm so glad that I built up the confidence. And by doing lots of these has built my confidence up even more. Every single one that I do, I get more confident with. I remember, God, blimey, take me back to um, back in September last year, I had TV crews at my house. And I must admit, I, I didn't like it at all. You know, it was an invasion of my privacy space and things like that but I got used to it you know I never used to it I was a 19 year old gal and all of a sudden I was being filmed you know it was very much very different in a short space of time but again looking back on it that was a massive step in my career because I'd never done anything like that I never had the confidence before to do it but I did it for my business and that then gave me the platform to be able to speak on podcasts today but also to be able to build my confidence to actually want to do it yeah i i understand you because the funny thing is i mean it's not funny but it's more interesting than funny yeah. is the ability of how we get better and like one of the things that inter that really fascinates me about business, for instance, when you get your first client, you gain more confidence than the second and the third, and the ability to grow and be yeah. better helps you gain more confidence. That confidence that you use to keep improving yourself, and that's the thing about the business journey. Oh, 100%. And I think think it's crucial, you know, that you do these things and put yourself out of your comfort zone because the next time you do it, it it's a lot easier. It's a lot, you know, you're used to it. You know what to expect. You're a lot less nervous. You know, I still get nervous even coming on to podcasts and things, speaking with brands and things. But I'm sure as the years go on, it will obviously get easier. It's getting easier now, but I'm sure it will get even easier in years to come as well, which is great. But if I hadn't have pushed myself out of that comfort zone, I wouldn't be able to sit here today. 
Well, the thing is, it doesn't get easier. It's just that you get better at yeah, doing it. Yeah, you get better. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. It doesn't get easier, but it does. It does. You get better, and you improve, and you learn to adapt to new situations that you're put into. Yeah. So, Rebecca, what? Yeah. Who are the three people in business that you would love to do business with? Very good question. Um, I'd love to do business, obviously, with my virtual clothes fitting room. It's based around clothing brands. So I'd love to work with um, In The Style. It's a UK-based fashion retailer. Um, I just think their diversity of um, their clothing is sustainable, but also they use all different types of models. Um, it's, it's inclusive to everyone. Um, and I think their ambassadors and their influencers are people who are making an impact and I think that's such a great lesson and moral um, and I would love to work with In The Style so that's one clothing brand I'd also really like to work um, I'd probably like to work with that's a really difficult question you know <laughs> it's a really difficult question I'd probably love to work with um, Pretty Little Thing just to because obviously I used to order a lot of clothes from them before obviously I started my business but I'd love to help them because obviously they're an online based fashion retailer I'd love to give them the opportunity to have their clothes downloaded on my app to obviously promote sustainability within their fast fashion brand because obviously fast fashion is um, harmful to the environment so I'd love to give them the opportunity to be able to improve their sustainability for in when they're obviously in within their business that'd be my third my second one and I'd probably love to do business with one of the dragons of Dragon's Den one of my aims is to become a dragon on Dragon's Den I think that'd be amazing I think that'd be a massive success as well did you ever email them I haven't yet because I've watched a lot of their and um, picture a lot of you know on Facebook video watch and YouTube and things I love watching Dragon's Den episodes and people's pictures but I what I've taken away from obviously that kind of things is um that they like to invest in companies that have been trading longer than like two three years and and I I haven't as of yet haven't got the experience and I haven't got the um obviously they look for companies that are not not wealthy but obviously you know they've got a substantial amount of cash and things like that for them to invest in so obviously when I get to that point obviously I've my startup's only been going nine less than nine months so I hope that in the future within the next few years I would appear on Dragon's Den I think that'd be amazing or The Apprentice or something like that I think that'd be fantastic of an opportunity yeah, that would be great. Just make sure to send them this part of the podcast where I'm telling you to apply to them. And I, honestly, you should you should do that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like I said, I I am looking to, but I don't want to. I don't want to do it and then find that they tell me to come back in three four years time, um, or they don't want to invest because obviously I'm a small company, um. And I think I just need a tiny bit more experience before I do that. But again, I, I would never not apply in the future. Um, and I am going, would like to apply to The Apprentice in the future as well. I mean, it depends. Like, 
what I believe is that we are never ready for things yeah. unless we, we take the first step. Oh, 100%. And, you know, if you keep believing and saying yourself that you are not ready yet, that's true, you are not ready yet. But if you really start working and believing that you are ready for that challenge, no matter what happens, I mean, you can go there. You, oh, you might 100%. say, no, we are not interested in investing in you, but you never know what, what could happen. Maybe someone who is watching the show would be, oh, I want to invest in her business. Yeah, no, and I never really thought of it like that. And I will, I, you know, I'm never, I'm not saying that I never will. I, I will apply and I will do it. But I think also for the, um, for the Dragon's Den, I think would be, better currently but I think for the apprentice I would ideally like to be a tiny bit older and just because obviously I think me I think at the moment if I went on I may get overlooked or over overpowered and I think I know wouldn't want that I would want I don't think at this current time I would be yeah I think I'd just get overpowered overshadowed on the apprentice at at this current time I see what you mean. So right now I have a question that I have been super waiting to ask you. Yeah. Who is the one person you want to have as a mentor? Like, I mean, I'm talking about all the business owners that have existed like in the history of humankind. The history of the humankind. Um, I would probably like to have um maybe Deborah Meaden someone like that just because they've got they've made themselves into a huge success you know she's a successful businesswoman she's achieved it by following her dreams and I think it would just be amazing to be able to sit down and speak to one of them you know she's a well-known name in in the UK and globally and I think she's done so well for herself but it would be love to hear I'd love to hear her tips and advice and coaching from her to help me get to that point as well and help me get to my success and become successful I think it'd be a real inspiration oh that's really interesting so speaking of inspiration who inspires you the most um, from a sustainability side of things, probably David Attenborough. Um, I have actually got a written, handwritten letter from David Attenborough regarding my app. Um, and I think he would, for sustainability, he inspires me because what he's done for our planet to raise awareness, I think is fantastic. And all the work he's done is just phenomenal. phenomenal sorry. Um, yeah, I think he, he would be my sustainability side of people. Oh, that's really interesting. Rebecca, who are you trying to inspire? I'm I'm trying to inspire. It's not who I'm trying to inspire, but it's, I'm doing this for myself. But I think along the way, I inspire other startup businesses. I inspire other young people who are looking to create a business or people who don't know what they want to do in life, but they have an idea. And I think my story proves that no matter what your age, no matter what your abilities, no matter whatever, if you want to do something and you genuinely believe in 
what you want to do and you want to make a name for yourself or you want to improve your lifestyle you can do it if you believe in yourself and never never give up so yeah I just want to inspire anyone who's in my position or who's thinking about starting an idea or starting a business and I kind of want to inspire them that's really amazing and you know when you were speaking about inspiring i don't know why i couldn't stop thinking about success i i i don't know why but i'm really curious why so i'm just going to go with that idea of success and what does success means to you i think and i do think this is a fantastic question because i think success means is different to every single person. I think for me personally, success is when I set out goals, um, achieve, targets, aims, and when I meet those, I think that will be, that's what I class as success. So I've got a five-year plan. Within that five-year plan is to have my app downloaded on every single smartphone within the world, okay? And that is when I reach say 80% of that 70% I know that that's success because my app has reached a global audience and that is what I want so I would have met my target of five years if I get to that point so that will make me believe I am successful and um, but again I think every success is different to everyone I I would like to be well known um I'd like to be one of the UK's um fashion tech entrepreneurs that is well known within the UK but also globally um so yeah I think for me getting my name out there and making my app global would be a success for me how would you feel if your definition of success doesn't happen like if you don't get to that point of downloads does it does it mean to you that you are not successful no, I don't think so. But as long as I know that I've done everything in my power to try and get my app there, out there as much as I could, and I took every opportunity that I ever could, that would be enough for me. But if I was sat here and saying, well, I could have done this, could have done that, then no, I wouldn't be successful in my personal lives because I haven't then done everything that I possibly could have done um, to make my dream happen. But I think I am very ambitious and I know where I want to get in life. I know where I want to take myself and I've got the determination not to stop. So that's why I always say to people, if you're going to do this, you need to find a passion and do something that you love or solve a problem that you're having um, to make sure you carry it out right to the end. And because if you give up, obviously, for me, if I ever give up, I'm, in my eyes, I'm not successful. That's obviously different than someone else's. Um, and that's totally fine. But for me personally, if I don't meet my aims or goals, then and I know that I haven't put in 100% effort, then I'll be disappointed in myself. And obviously, I won't class myself as successful. I see what you mean. So, Rebecca, I have two last questions. Yeah. My question is, if you lose everything and you have to start over, what would be like the first three steps they will take research a lot of research research would be my one thing um 
connections would be another before I started anything I'd make sure that I had connections and my third one would be a social media presence you know research on how to build my social media presence and um, before launching any product or service absolutely so Rebecca my last question is how can people get in touch with you Yes, of course. So my um, websites, which has all my contact details, all my social media on. So I have two websites. I have a professional one um, for my app and I also have a professional personal one. So my uh, Our Reflections website is www.ourreflections.co.uk and my professional personal one is www.rebeccamabbit.com. Again, you can download, uh, there's links to the app on both the websites this link to my social media please feel free to give me a follow um you know download our reflections that would be fantastic but also if you have any ideas any questions would like to get in touch chat contact me please feel free to email me or personal message me on any social media platform and i will get back to you as soon as i can because i do really like hearing from people and from users and hear their feedback as well and again if anyone has any questions please feel free to you know reach out to me I'll be more than happy to answer them fantastic thank you so much Rebecca oh one last question yeah. it's a classic what does <laughs> growth means to you I mean what it's Einstein's it? growth podcast so I have to ask something about growth no worries at all I think growth is when you can sit back and and think to yourself how far you've grown and how far you've come since starting something so for me I sit back and think well before I started all of this how my life has done a 180 flip and how I have become so confident from doing you know all of these podcasts interviews press things and how my I have grown so much as a person and I think I just compare How I measure my growth is I compare my previous life to my life at the moment with my business. And I think that is a key way to establish your growth, but also through sales, um, marketing, brands, customers and things. You can market it in so many different ways and measure it in so many different ways. I think it's fantastic. Um, but obviously, you've got to find a way that um, works best for you and how you can see how you've grown the best way i guess thank you so much it has been really a pleasure having you as a guest on the podcast no thank you so much i've really enjoyed it and again i hope everyone enjoys it and please feel free to reach out to me i'd love to answer your questions but no thank you so much for your time and thank you for having me i do really appreciate it